Good afternoon, my fellow Americans. Welcome to the Midweek Report. I'm your host, Jay Dip. First, thousands of firefighters are battling a rapidly moving wildfire which continues to burn near Yosemite National Park. Uh, the Oak Fire erupted in Mariposa County, California, on Friday and has scorched more than 15,000 acres with zero containment. Governor Gavin Newsom has declared a state of emergency for the state, or sorry, for the county. As thousands of people have been forced to evacuate their homes, the Oak Fire has become the largest wildfire in the state so far this season. California Fire described the, the blaze as explosive as the fire destroyed several homes and damaged critical infrastructure. Around 2,000 firefighters are battling the Oak Fire using aircraft and bulldozers amid tough conditions, which includes steep terrain, scorching temperatures, and ongoing drought. Drought, sorry. This comes as firefighters are making progress on the Washburn Fire, which is burning within Yosemite. Governor Newsom has declared a state of emergency for Mariposa County, and the Red Cross has established its main evacuation center at an elementary school. Red Cross officials said they are doing their best to provide a safe space for residents hold hold on uh, safe space as residents hold on to hope amid fear and uncertainty. Next, 47 House Republicans joined every Democrat in backing codification of same-sex marriage in turn, sending the bill to the Senate. Now in the upper chamber, the bill which would repeal the 1996 Defense of Marriage Act, codify interracial marriage, and give legislative backing to the Supreme Court's uh, Obergefell decision, uh, could face an uphill battle to the 60 votes needed for passage. Uh, all 50 Democrats have announced their support for gay marriage, with the the onus falling squarely on 10 Republican senators uh, to join them and send the bill to President Joe Biden's desk. Senator Susan Collins of Maine has led Republican efforts to codify gay marriage while working closely with the Senate's first openly lesbian member, Democrat Tim, Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin, uh, Mr. Try. To secure the 10 GOP votes, Alaska's Lisa Murkowski, Ohio's Rob Portman, and North Carolina's Tom Tillis uh, have also announced their support. However, even staunch conservatives are getting on board with the bill as Wisconsin's Ron Johnson has announced his intention to vote yes. He said that while he thinks the bill is unnecessary because overturning gay marriage would disrupt people's lives in a way overturning abortion did not, he wouldn't oppose its passage. Unlike Roe v. Wade, this pretty well is settled law from the standpoint that people have relied on that. And if you overturn it, that's a big part of st uh, stare decisis. <clears throat> it would disrupt a lot of people's lives, Johnson stated. Roe v. Wade was about affecting people in the future. As I look at the piece of legislation from the House right now, I don't see any reason why I should oppose it. Despite this, opposition still runs steep among some parts of the Senate Republican Caucus. South Carolina's uh, Lindsey Graham has said that he would continue to support the Defense of Marriage Act passed in 1996 with majority support among both parties in both chambers and signed by Democrat President Bill Clinton. Uh, the Republican whip in the Senate, Texas John Cornyn, uh, who's fresh off writing the latest anti-Second Amendment legislation, 
with Democrats, has said he feels the issue is an un- unnecessary distraction because it's already settled law. Uh, I think it's contrived issue. It's a contrived issue because the Supreme Court's decided the issue, so I don't see any reason for the Congress to act, he stated. Ted Cruz uh, and other uh, Republican senators expect to vote no. The rest of the caucus remains cagey about giving a direct answer on where they sit. Iowa's Joni Ernst has said she needs time to review the legislation and Utah's Mitt Romney believes the bill is unnecessary but is looking into it. Louisiana's Bill Cassidy didn't say if he would support the bill, but he did tell reporters he was amazed they fall for distractions by the Democrats listed off uh, a litany of pressing issues facing the country from a wide open border to record inflation. He said the whole thing was to shift the media's attention from those issues. With most Republicans not giving a firm answer one way or the other, it could be a bill with an unknown status until it comes to the floor for a full vote by the body. If it passes, Biden has said he will sign it in the moment it gets to his desk. However, even if the bill fails, same-sex marriage will still be the law of the land for the foreseeable future, with Republican legislators and Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh asserting the Obergefell decision isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Next. White House Chief Medical Advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci is recommending Americans get another booster shot for the latest variant of COVID-19. In an exclusive with The Hill on Monday, he said getting the jab is high best guess, is his best guess at beating the new variant. Sorry. Uh, his comments come as the BA BA5 is the most widespread variant currently causing infections. In the meantime, Dr. Fauci claimed the FDA will likely approve booster shots for this new variant by the fall. This comes despite studies showing natural immunity is longer lasting than vaccine immunity. There's always the possibility that you're going to have the evolution of another variant, and hopefully it, if that occurs, it will vary off from the BA5 only slightly in the sense of being a sub-sub lineage of it and not something entirely different, said Dr. Fauci. The NIAID director has continued to defend COVID-19 vaccine mandates. He was asked why vaccines are still mandated in many places when he himself was quoted as saying that everyone would come into contact with COVID and most would contract it anyway. Dr. Fauci said vaccines, particularly boosters, prevent progression of the disease to hospitalization as the reason for the continued push. Dr. Fauci, who tested positive for the virus twice, also praised his Paxlovid regimen. Uh, as he said, it gave him a relatively mild disease. Meanwhile, the president's phys- uh, physician said Joe Biden's COVID symptoms are almost completely resolved. Dr. Kevin O'Connor gave the update Monday in a letter to Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. O'Connor said the president is experiencing nasal congestion and hoarseness. But other than that, his pulse, blood pressure, respiratory rate, and temperature remain normal. Biden comple- uh, completed his fourth treatment of Pax- Paxil- Paxilvid and will continue taking the medication as planned. He will also continue to isolate according to CDC recommendations. According to reports from governments around the world, people who receive the COVID vaccines are suffering far more injuries and deaths than those who didn't. One... Uh, Uh, sorry. Uh, next, 
Six congressional staffers were arrested after protesting in Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer's office. On Monday, the progressive staffers confronted the lawmaker to restart so-called green energy negotiations with Senator Joe Manchin. Last month, talks with Manchin on a climate energy and tax bill fell through. One of the demonstrators claimed there was they were pushing Schumer to combat so-called climate change while Democrats still hold both houses of Congress. Uh, Capitol Police released the protesters shortly after. The, the demonstrators are staffers for a number of House progressives, including Representative Ihan Omar, Representative Cory Bush, and Representative Ro Kana K-H. A-N-N-A. Uh, according to reports, talks between Manchin and Schumer were put on hold following the release of the Consumer Price Index report. The data showed an alarming 9.1% increase in inflation over the last year. Next. The vice president continued her pro-abortion crusade in the Hoosier state on Tuesday. Kamala Harris highlighted the effects overturning Roe v. Wade has on disabled Americans. Uh, she held the roundtable on the 32nd anniversary of the passing of the Americas with Disabilities Act. While celebrating the importance of the legislation, Harris warned uh, the repeal of federal abortions could be a cause of concern for those with disabilities. So we have... Uh, so, we have convened knowing that the ADA has signed into law of, uh, to protect the rights of Americans with disabilities, Americans with disabilities, she stated. And with the recent Dobbs decision by the United States Supreme Court, I have particular concerns about how that decision will uniquely impact Americans with disabilities. President Joe Biden's border czar went on to chastise Republicans for passing pro-life laws, which she claimed disproportionately affects her audience. But these abortion restrictions that are being put in place around our country by extremists, so-called leaders in various states, will have a disproportionate impact on people with disabilities, Harris stated. People with disabilities have higher rates of pregnancy complications. Harris lamented, those with intellectual or developmental disabilities are at a high risk, higher risk of missing the windows many states have set to receive the procedure in order to ensure equitable access to abortions. She emphasized people with disabilities should be at the very center of discussions. To resurrect Roe, uh, Harris went on to declare abortion is integral to the very concept of freedom. Uh, and Dobbs did so much that is going to undo the fair spirit of, the, of that principle, which is the spirit of all people have been entitled to self-determination, the vice president continued. Unfortunately, the viral comment, or the the viral moment, the event was Harris's introduction as she began the meeting by announcing her pronouns. Several critics, such as Senator Ted Cruz, expressed their shock that Harris would invoke the word woman as Supreme Court Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson said she could not define it. Furthermore, Representative Lauren Boebert uh, claimed such an opening statement devalued everything else the Democrats said afterwards. Next, New York City Mayor Eric Adams sounded the alarm on the surge of illegal aliens coming to the Big Apple. During a press conference Sunday, Adams warned the city about the massive influx. Uh, one of his campaign priorities was standing up for undocumented New Yorkers, 
by making sure in uh, New York City remained a sanctuary city. He doubled down on that promise by informing residents that right now, this, in an, this is an all-hands-on-deck moment. Adams went on to say residents must all be on board. After asking the administration for help last week while calling uh, the migrants a real burden on New Yorkers, border towns are familiar with New York City's plight as more than 3 million migrants have surged into the country since Joe Biden took office. Adams pleaded with the White House to provide aid to help accommodate the more than 2,800 people who recently entered the city's shelter system. The mayor was quick to blame migrants sent by Texas and Arizona, but also acknowledged federal migrant uh, flights have contributed to this total sum. Adams listed a number of several uh, of services for migrants he would like to see be financed by federal tax dollars. Meanwhile, the mayor of Arizona's border town of Yuma, Douglas Nichols, spoke with the uh, spoke with reporters, share his thoughts on the ongoing crisis. Uh, while Democrats continue to say Texas Governor Greg Abbott's plan to bust illegal aliens from his state to Washington D.C. is purely political, proponents of the strategy have said it's acting as intended. It grabs the attention of those who are seemingly blind to the events at the border. Next, the Biden administration is looking to put pressure on Myanmar's military junta. At a press briefing Monday, State Department spokesman Ned Price condemned Myanmar's government, which has been run by its military uh, since a coup in 2021 for ex executing four pro-democracy uh, activists. Sorry, I was tripping up a little bit there. Uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken also issued a statement calling the actions in irre irreprehensible. Goodness, and talk today. While claiming it adds to the killing of more than 2,100 residents and 700,000 people displaced from their home country, both Blinken and Price warned this only shows how far Myanmar's government is dis disregarding human rights. Earlier in the day, the country announced its first set of executions in nearly 50 years. Among the dead included veteran activist Ko Jimmy and former lawmaker uh, Fio Zia Ha who were charged and convicted last month of violating counterterrorism laws. The other two activists were reportedly convicted of killing a woman alleged to be an informant for the military. Some humanitarian organizations have claimed these trials were not conducted fairly. The depravity of the Myanmar military junta knows no bounds, stated Phil Robertson of Human Rights Watch. Uh, these are four political prisoners. They were brought up in front of a military tribunal that was a closed trial. Crimes against humanity is obviously not enough for the Myanmar military junta. Now they are engaged in executing prisoners. Meanwhile, other activists on the ground are lamenting the military's increasingly brazen attacks on its civilian population. Some believe troops attempt to take uh, troops attempts to take out opposition forces are just to cement their power and eliminate any threat to it. Others say these attempts will be counterproductive and will only rally civilians behind the pro-democracy movement. There will be more resistance. This will escalate the revolution, including the urban guerrilla fighters, said Tenzar Chunlai Yi, a Myanmar activist. There will be more defensive war in uh, different areas. 
This action is just like a call to war, a call to for war to their own people. In the meantime, the U.S. State Department is calling on Myanmar's military to cease further plans of executive, to execute civilians and is urging the international community to sanction Myanmar. Cambodia's Prime Minister, who ch uh, chairs the Association of Southeast Asian Nations, has condemned Myanmar's behavior and is looking to solve the political crisis in Myanmar at a regional level. Next, and finally, the White House has continued to play off concerns of recession. Both the President and his aides insisted Monday that their administration does not believe the economy will hit a recession despite widespread inflation. Their dismissal came ahead of the GDP report to be released this week, which will show whether the U.S. has experienced two consecutive quarters of shrinking. Uh, White House econ economic advisors have since tried to ignore the definition of recession saying even if the advanced GDP report comes back negative, it's unlikely the U.S. is in recession. Meanwhile, Cambridge econ economist Muhammad el Erian criticizes the Federal Reserve specifically for doing too little too late to stop inflation. In an op-ed for The Hill, Tuesday, el el uh, noted the Fed insisted that inflation was not a problem for 15 months until it became obvious inflation uh, has until it became obvious inflation has spiraled out of control. The Economist uh, said the current inflation rate of 9.1% is damaging to economic growth. As a result, Ellis said the Fed will now have to raise interest rates aggressively, which will contribute to an impending economic downturn. On top of that, many economists agree the U.S. is sliding into a recession. L concluded by asserting a recession could be could have been avoided, but the Fed's actions will likely cause an economic downturn. And that concludes the midweek report. Sorry about the late upload. Uh, we just had our first kid, so you know I've been kind of busy. And uh, by speaking back on some stuff before the uh, the fire, if you're over there in that area, just take care, keep yourself safe. Do what you need to uh and you know just keep yourself safe out there but uh other than that i've been your host jwr remember stay informed stay involved keep america first and i will see you all sunday <laughs>